Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to Session Fartuk-131. Last time we listened in, the heroes were embroiled in a fight for their lives in the town square of Phoenix. The plaza was filled with commoners, former prisoners, and our heroes facing off with corrupt guards, their leader, Zamora the Enchantress, and pulled apart, head of the syndicate. Casualties were mounting on both sides, and the battle raged, with victory hanging in the balance. Fargus had lost his left hand. Sister Elaine was in serious pain, and only Cabe Silvertongue stood between the pair and a group of twenty-some guards led by their nemesis, Ober Rausch. On the far side of the battle, Zamora and Lady Irena were ready to face off with daggers. We rejoined the battle, already in progress. Victims howled as the clanging of weapons were deafening. Smoke from the shattered stage caused poor visibility and a horrible smell in the air. Bodies from both sides had been slashed or bludgeoned. Victory had to be close, but neither side could grab it. Cabe Silvertongue gritted his teeth and beat his chest with a pair of short swords. A wry smile crossed Roush's face as he moved ahead of his men. It's you and me, half-breed. Then I kill your friends, he snarled. The watch commander took two steps forward, separating himself from his men, just as the sound of a mounted cavalry unit was heard to one side. Crap, thought the bard as he realized they had just been outflanked. His opponent turned, surprised, just as a horde of horsemen bore down on the guards. As the crooked cops were cut down and thrown to the side, Cabe suddenly realized the cavalry was not native to Phoenix. It was the centaurs. The Bard and Lord Commander watched in amazement as the Plains Warriors smashed through the cohorts of guards, evening the odds. Anger took over the human and he whirled around and smashed his blade towards Cabe, who crisscrossed his own swords and stopped the strike before it struck true. The pair exchanged blows as the adolescent centaur gave out a shrill battle cry to spurn his people on. Sorry about your friend, Zamora said sarcastically. Or was it a lover? The comment made Lady Irena's blood boil. Her judgment clouded, she made a poor advance, and Zamora made her pay, slashing her across the arm, causing blood to soak through the fabric of her robe. Hope that wasn't your magic casting hand, bitch, snarled Zamora. Her comment caused her to lose focus, and a wild dagger swing caught her across the cheek, opening a slit just under her eye. The two injured women circled each other like alley cats, each waiting for an opportunity for a killing strike. Sister Elaine fumbled through her clothing, and her eyes continued to lose focus as the intense pain racked her body. All she could see was Fargus bleeding out of, and his severed hand several feet away. Finally, she felt the slender stick that was the wand of healing. She waved it twice and touched the ranger on the head before falling next to him. Ha! 
Looks like the gods took care of your friends and didn't need my help, yelled out the jubilant Roush. A quick slashing motion knocked one of Cabe's swords out of his hand, but not the other. The bard jumped up and spun around, burying his blade into Roush's throat and pushing it down into his chest. Crumpling to his knees, the watch commander vomited blood, splattering the half-elf before falling over. Covered in the man's blood, Cabe looked at the carnage unfolding. From the center of the battle, he could no longer tell friend from foe. Both women were bleeding from cuts as the combatants around them began to thin out. The pair came together and grabbed each other's weapon hand and began to spin around. Zamora slipped on some spilled blood and briefly lost her footing. A momentary lapse was enough for Lady Irena to act, and the elven woman punctured Zamora's head with the dagger, killing her instantly. A sigh of relief exited the mage's body, but she then felt a pair of burning sensations in her back. She had been struck by two arrows. Lady Irena blinked and fell to her knees. She observed young Fargus, leader of the centaurs, lead his people through the cobblestone plaza, and guards were throwing down their weapons and surrendering. A frail smile crossed her face as sunlight illuminated her in warmth. Blinking twice, she toppled over, covering the dead enchantress. Cabe dropped down and began to check Fargus and Sister Elaine. He noticed the wand of healing was now broken and useless. A soft moan indicated that the ranger would live. The bloody stump had already been started to close, and while he would live, Fargus would never regain his hand. The bard turned his attention to the cleric. While there were only superficial wounds to the woman, he quickly surmised that she had been the victim of a magical attack. He began to pat down the bodies, looking for a spare potion, when a shadow overcame him. The bard whipped out a dagger and prepared to defend Sister Elaine, when he realized that Dingus Overmeyer and the High Bishop, both covered in blood, had arrived in the middle of the fight. They put down their weapons, and Dingus spoke calmly to the shocked half-elf as the High Bishop tended to the fallen priestess. Tonia stood at the front line of the centaurs that had hemmed in Pol de Pot and his bodyguards near the rubble of the stage. The protective force had all sustained injuries, and it did not look good for them. The syndicate leader yelled out to them to do their job, but was clearly apprehensive. Tonia moved forward and called him out. Pol de Pot, your time has come. You have caused this chaos, and now you must pay the price. The old man sneered at her words. Do you know who I am, woman? His voice got louder and he beat his chest. I am Pole de Pot. I am the leader. I am the leader of the syndicate. I am the syndicate. A loud clang was heard and the man keeled over, falling on his face. His bodyguards dropped their weapons and moved away with their hands up. As Cabe helped a groggy Fargus up, they looked between the legs of the centaurs and noticed Pol de Pot lying unconscious on the ground. A shrill voice caused a slight smile to break in on Cabe's face, and an elderly dwarven woman stood atop the fallen syndicate leader. Holding a frying pan menacingly, the dwarf yelled out, You're my prisoner! That's who you are, you horse's ass! A young dwarven woman came up behind her and placed manacles on the fallen syndicate leader as the centaurs took the bodyguards into custody. Spying Cabe, 
The old dwarf nodded at him and winked. Cape began to laugh as the dead and wounded bodies surrounded him. His laughter sent him lying on his back as he looked up into the blue sky. And then it turned to tears as the pain started to take over his body. Moments later, coughing was heard as Sister Elaine was snapping back to life from the healing spells of the High Bishop. Cabe jumped to his feet as young Fargus the centaur and his mother arrived and assisted the ranger to his fist, feet. He was pale and had lost a hand and was a great deal of blood loss, but it appeared he would live. Horns blared and a retinue of armored horses entered the plaza. Knights in bright armor formed a line, and the familiar face of Lord Nako was seen directing his warriors to cordon off the area. Behind him, a mounted warrior moved forward, and a squat figure leapt from the back of the horse. Water still leeching off of him, Bulger ran up to his three friends asking them if they were okay. Lord Nako got off his horse and gave the High Bishop a hug. Sorry we're late. I guess you didn't need me after all, my old friend. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures of Philbar, thanks for listening.